0: this point, appreciate it. Sunday school. What we heard in that, you pray hard. Lord would allow me to deliver exactly this. Y'all typically know me. I love the scripture, and I usually read a good bit of it. And I have two single verses on my heart, and they're not even together in order. Yeah. and the uh, Lord wouldn't leave me alone about him. I'll be honest I wanted to preach something else I tried to but the Lord said no and uh, he, he just kept bringing this back to our mind and our attention and so you just pray that God would let me deliver it in a way that would please him with his power and his spirit we've had some amazing services here lately here at the church just wants to talk about it just a little bit And I'm thankful for that. That comes from the obedience of God's people and the movement of His Spirit. And uh, so today you just mind the Lord if He says, hey, you need to go pray. Don't wait until they sing a song and ask you to come pray. You go pray. If He says, won't you just stand up and testify a minute? If a preacher's preaching, just go ahead and just stand up and testify, it'll be all right. If He says, just cry because you know how great i am in your life just Mm -hmm. cry maybe wave a hand just to let him know that you know where it comes from Mm -hmm. i've had many times this week where i felt like mason i was listening to a bunch of garbage on the radio i there was one man he said uh uh, this is the year of and i'm not even gonna fill in the blank and i said well that's good news how does he know Last I checked, that God is a personal God, and He works individually with people. He didn't say, "Let's just get the whole church saved." He said, "Work out your own salvation in fear and trembling." There's a personalness to God. If I heard another one say, uh, "I'm speaking," this was his words, and I quote, "I am speaking prophetically." Now right there, I was already just like, hold on, alright, just hold on a minute. If anything He says after those words isn't a direct quote from the Word of God, I have a problem with Amen. it. Amen. Because He said all He's needed to say it's right. right here. Uh, he's told us that He has said the fullness and the completion of His Word right Amen. here. And so, there were many times this week when I just scratched my head and and was a little bit desperate, but then there were some times along the way when maybe just the right song come on at yeah. the right time yeah. and God began to speak. I'm so thankful that He gives us what we stand in need yeah. of. In Matthew chapter 4, the first verse, says, "...then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil." Now, this particular Scripture is a pretty interesting time in Jesus' life. It's not new uh, to you who've been in a church house for any amount of time. Uh, it's something that we've read about and studied about. It's the time when the devil offers Him many things and tempts Him. Uh, tells Him to turn the rocks into the bread and to do these different things. Uh, but Jesus is not, uh, he's not convinced of the devil now I wonder today if you and I were uh, tempted by the devil how would we fare and let me just go a little further with that you are tempted yeah and uh, Jesus uh, uh, prior to the scripture here where Jesus speaks uh, you go to the book of the Old Testament to the oldest written book as far as we understand to the book of Job and see where God tells God tells the devil, hey, try out my servant Job. See him. Test him. And see how he stands. So if Jesus was tempted, how more likely are we also Mm -hmm. to be tempted? Amen. matter of fact, let's read that Scripture a little slower. I I might teach a little bit. If if Mason can preach and teach, then so can I. Amen? Amen. So you just uh, stay with me just for a minute. But verse 1 said... Then was Jesus led. Now I want you to stop right there. Yeah. Uh, there there's something going on here mm-hmm. in that there was some direction into His life. Now I'm just telling you, we know that Jesus was taken to this place of temptation, yeah. to this place of a trial, but He didn't just happen to be there. He didn't just stumble out into this wilderness and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, there's the devil. Now hear me Christians, he was taken there. He was led, right. the, the Bible says, led up of the Spirit. Right. Now, now there's some things here that don't seem to add up. This, there's a word up, y'all see the word up, and the word wilderness. Now the word wilderness doesn't make us think up. Often the wilderness makes us think what? A place of darkness, a place of, of loneliness, a place of testing. The wilderness is sometimes uh, in the Scripture referred to as a place that you probably don't want to be. Yeah. But it says that He was led up. Now up is a different kind of feeling. When I feel up, Brother Jeremy, I feel good. When mm-hmm. when, when things are going up, that means things are going good. So let's yeah. look at the Scripture for a moment and see that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and it was handed up. yeah Let me get that a little bit simpler for you. Some of y'all just like y'all. I'm going to teach real down here, okay? I'm going to teach just down here. Listen to me. Some of you think when you're entering into a time and a season of testing and trial, that that means things are really down. But when Christ, through His Spirit, leads you into a time of testing, you're headed up. So, well, now this is a preacher. He's preaching crazy things That don't make no sense. Well, can I tell you this? That when you go through a season of trials and testing, what you come out on the other side is a better version of you than when you went in. Yeah. You see, what Jesus was here, He had the calling of God to come to this earth. He accepted that, that position. But before He went and did His ministry, there was a time of testing. There were some things He had to go through. Can I tell you, before I entered into my ministry, as I stand in it today, there are some times and seasons where I was tested and tried in the wilderness Mm -hmm. so that I might come out the other side. Let let me just say to you that if Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, then you are going to be led Mm -hmm. into the wilderness. Now, will preach him. Listen, he preached hard to y'all. Y'all took it. Y'all listen for a few minutes. And Listen, what I'm trying to tell you is it's going to happen, yeah. but but there's some things that you can do. Now, when it said the word wilderness, I began to think about uh, going out in the wilderness. I, I live out in the middle of the woods. I, I like to go out and, and walk and see. I, I, I like to go camping. I know there's some of you others here that like to go camping. Some of y'all ain't really camping. Y'all are doing something else. Y'all Y'all are in a, like a, ahead, a mobile home or something. And you carry your apartment with you when you go camping. I'm talking about getting into the wilderness camping. Y'all with me? Hey, Amen. Now, it says he went into the wilderness for a test and a trial. Now, some of you, if I said, we're going to go camping, and you can carry a sleeping bag and a tent and maybe an old lantern, and, and we'll figure it out what we're going to eat when we get there. Some of you be like, I'm not going camping with you. Amen. <laughs> hey, Why? Because you would say that I'm not prepared you would want a different level of preparation. I've talked to him before and said, you you just need to get out there and do it. And they say, oh no, I don't like it. And, and, and often I find myself saying the same thing to him over and over again. You just don't know how to do it. Because if you knew how to do it uh, and you would prepare right, you wouldn't have the problems that you think are associated with it. Yeah. Yeah. And as I read the Scripture, I began to realize, listen to me now, that before Jesus was ever led up into the wilderness to be tempted, he was prepared. Right. Now listen to me. See, see, see if, if you know how to go camping, you can prepare ahead of time. Right. And you you can get the things that you need so that that you can survive in a way that you'll be happy. But now now some of us listen to me. Now some of us uh, don't pay enough attention and don't prepare enough, and, and we've gotten. I'm going to be honest. We've gotten a little bit reliant on the knowledge of others. Listen, listen, the knowledge of others, I'm gonna we'll set this down in just a minute because some of y'all, y'all got them so close at your hand, hey, right? If I ask you a question or something, you couldn't recall the information because you become reliant on something else to give you the knowledge. That's right. So so let me just say this. When you hear me now, when you get out in the wilderness, this thing quits working. Why? Because it don't have no signal. Yeah. Right? You get out in the wilderness, you don't have no signal. Which then means what? You can't get to the answer that you need. Some of you are struggling in the wilderness because you have no preparation before, and the things that you were leaning on, hear me, the things that you were leaning on before, like the pastor to take care of it for you, to understand the word for you, the things that you were leaning on didn't work when you got in the wilderness. You didn't have, listen, you didn't have no, you didn't have no signal. You didn't have no reception. That's right. Because you you didn't have practice. You weren't prepared for the place that you was going. You know, there used to be a time you was going somewhere new. You you better either have a map or print off some directions. You know, today, we're so reliant on this thing to get us where we're going when we don't know where it is. If its signal was to fail, we would be lost. So the Scripture here says, then, then, do you hear? Then was Jesus. This is going to happen, church. As a matter of fact, I got to thinking about this. As high as the church has been, as good as the Spirit has flowed, Brother Mason, it's a pretty good time for the devil to say, Okay, let me see what I can throw in your way. But it's also a pretty good time for the Lord to say, let's test them out. I think it's time we move them up. Amen. Amen. I think it's a good time for God to say, "All right, church, good going. Praise you for uh, doing the things that I ask you to do. But now it's time to step it up a notch. And so, here comes the trial. Now the only way that you can survive in that trial is if you made preparation, amen. Otherwise, when somebody comes and offers you something else, you might just say, "You know what? That preaching is just getting a little bit harder." Yeah, you know, I can notice how the preachers just—they just turn it up, they just stepping on our toes more. You know what I think I'll do? I think I'll go to this church down the road. They don't seem to do that so much anymore, and, and they got a different kind of music, and I think that peels to my ears, and I think I'll listen to that. and They got some things that will keep my kids busy, and I won't have to to be a parent and parent my kids. Amen. 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 You know that's coming? That's just come, Amen. That's just for your benefit. And now, what I'm trying to tell you is when you get close to God, He's going to help you get closer. That's right. Amen. And I can tell you the closest I've ever been to him is when I've been on my knees. Yeah. The closest I've ever been to him is when I've been in the middle of the valley. And I couldn't rely on Brian's truth anymore or his knowledge or his abilities. And I had to rely on the one true God and listen, that was one word. I wrote it down a piece of paper. I said, one who wants you write that word down for it. I said, "It come to me. Well, I was listening. And the word was surrender. Because listen, when you surrender to God and you give it all up to Him yeah. and you turn it all over to Him, that's the closest you'll ever be to Him. So there's some times, churches right. in your life. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's some times Christians are going to go through when it's not right. a testing to tear you down. It's a testing that you might move closer to right. him, that you might draw to him. Yeah. And listen, he will draw to you if you'll draw nigh to him. Amen. Amen. Second verse that I want to read to you. In Mark chapter ten. Only the Lord puts these two scriptures together. I'm telling you, I followed him. I said, Lord, I don't understand. I can't figure it out. But he makes a way. Amen. He makes a way. I'm going to wrap this up. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to feel good. Bless you, Lord. Because I've done exactly what he wanted. Mark chapter 10, the first verse. It says, And he arose. That's talking about Jesus. From thence and cometh to the coast of Judea by the farther side of Jordan. And the people resort unto Him again. And as He was wont, He taught them again. Now, y'all are going to say, now preacher, I have no idea. How in the world does this Scripture go with what you just read to us a moment ago? Well, I want you to know I didn't know that either matter of fact I still didn't know it until about 20 minutes sitting right over there but I knew it was, a, it was the word not a word it was the word mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I want to break this down for you as he broke it down to me we're going to go through some trials we're going to go through some hard things that some of them are caused by us some of them are Temptations thrown in our way, and some of them were the Lord's opportunities that you might draw closer to Him. Yeah. In Mark chapter ten, Jesus had already been up on the mountain, and God had already come down, and Moses and Elias had appeared there, and He had been just filled with God's Spirit. He just been renewed and overwhelmed, and they didn't know what to think. The disciples that were there that saw the transfiguration had no understanding of what was going on. And Jesus has come down and He began to preach to people just after God had rested on Him. Yeah. Now can I tell you, what a moment that must have been. Now Jesus was God all the time, don't get me wrong. But He was transfigured in that moment. And so God had put all of His Spirit into His Son and His Son goes down and begins to preach to the people. And they're just overcome. I mean, they're just being healed left and right. And they just can't get away from Him, right? Because He's the Savior. But He has to take some time apart from them. So the Scripture tells us there, chapter 9 somewhere, uh, that He gets away from them and goes with the disciples and begins to teach them a little bit. And so He had been with the crowd, and then He had gotten away from them, and then chapter 10 starts. And it says, "...and He arose from thence, from where He was at." Now hear me. What I'm trying to tell you is, uh, when we go through the wilderness... We need the preparation of the Lord. We need to uh, to have spent some time yeah. with Him, right? Yeah. Uh, so, chapter ten here tells me that He came from where He was at to the other side to where they were at. Now, he, yeah. listen now. The, the Jesus went from where He was at to where they were at. Yeah. Uh, he He got up. It said uh, that He arose. Mm -hmm. i like to know how much He has arisen for me. He arose one day on an old rugged cross, but listen to me. There's been a whole bunch of other times when Jesus, I believe, come my way. When He knew which direction I was headed in, what the wilderness was like, He just come on my way. He he didn't stop. He didn't wait around on the other side, but He showed up right on time. Listen to me now. It says He arose, and He went from where He was at to where they were at. Now, listen, they were hungry for something. It says uh, there that they, on that coast, on that far side of Jordan, that the people resort unto Him again. Now, now that word resort there, what that means is, is, is that they begin to crowd around to come to Him because they wanted answers, they, they wanted healing, they had so much that they needed from Him. But I think it's interesting that Mark used the word that the later the, those that would take this and put it in our language, that, that word would be resort. Now when we resort to something, usually it's the last resort, right? We wait until the last minute. We don't just go right away. We, we wait until, uh, you know, some of you, you may get gas. You know, when you're at a half tank, but some of you wait till the last resort. Y'all you know what I'm talking about? You're coasting in on fumes, praying, Lord, just get this car another few more feet. i got to get into this gas station. Y'all you know what I'm talking about. We wait yeah. until the very last moment. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I find it interesting here that it says and the people resorted to Him. That, what that means to me is just that they found that they didn't have nobody else that they could go to to get the answer that they needed. That's right. yeah. How do you know that? Well, take the, the healings that He does. Take the child here uh, that, that, the, that was brought to Him and, and, and was full of, of demons. A, a child, listen, a child possessed, the Bible says, from a young age uh, that was full of demons. And that the disciples were unable to cast out. These people have problems that they couldn't find anybody else who had an answer to. Yeah. They resorted to Christ. Sometimes we wait way too long yeah. to lean on Christ. That's right. Listen, if you wait until you're in the middle of the wilderness, then you're going to have a harder time getting through it than if you had prepared with Him to begin with. But here's what I want to share with you. What the Lord wouldn't leave me alone about. It said, And the people resorted unto Him again. I don't know if I've ever gotten tore up over a set of words. Like I got tore up over these words. And as He was wont, it says... And as was his character or his nature or what he was likely to do, he taught him again. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, this is what I got to thinking. I, I as the Lord was just poured into my heart, so listen, you're going through some trials and times, some of you are in the middle of it right now. Yeah. I mean, you're in the middle of things that you don't have an answer for. But what I know from His Word is it's His nature to get up from where He's at to come to where you're at mm-hmm. and give you what you need. Yeah. Good. Matter of fact, He said, again, mm-hmm. You know how many times in your life when Jesus has showed up right on time mm-hmm. with exactly what you needed when you needed it? Mm-hmm. It wasn't by chance. It wasn't by mistake. It was his nature. Yeah. As he was wont. Yeah. As he was wont. What I'm telling you is this, church. The Lord desires. Yeah. He desires to help you. Mm -hmm. through everything. He desires to help you to move from here Uh to there. He desires. His heart's desire is for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's His heart's desire. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that I can tell you today that this is the year that you're going to get everything that you ever wanted. Lord help you. I hope you don't get what you wanted. Because if you got what you wanted, it wouldn't be what you needed. And you probably, listen, wouldn't be good with it. And it'd be bad for you. There's a reason we go through the things we go through. There's a reason why God has blessed us with what He's blessed us with. And listen to me, why He's kept from us what He's kept from us. That's right. That's exactly right. But I can tell you this, His heart's for you. I read that Scripture. I read this book. I know that He loves me. Mm -hmm. I know. I didn't know because I've been with Him. Mm -hmm. And I've seen Him show up. But that Scripture said to me, it's what He wants to do. (laughs) Can I tell you this morning what He wants to do? Yes is show up in your life. What He wants to do this morning is to instruct you in His ways. What He wants to do is to take you through this trial that you're going through right now and bring you safely out the other side. What He wants to do is to see you grow from what you are right now to what you can be on the other side. What He wants to do is to get you safely from here to over yonder. Uh, Listen to me. There's friends and family members. We have lost loved ones. Listen, what He wants to do is to use you to be a light in their life that you can see change happen in them. What He wants to do is He wants to act on your behalf. That's what He wants to do. It's His nature. It's what He loves. It's what He loves and what He loves is you. Mm -hmm. Listen, church. I believe that if we keep on this path, they're going to make some things happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, they're going to make some things happen. I, I'm not a prophet. I'm not trying to tell you the future. I'm just saying that we cannot continue on the same path and never hit a bump in the road. Okay. You can't go through this life and it'd just be easy. He said, listen, he said, if they persecuted me, how will they also persecute you? If there's no persecution going on, we're not living Christian lives, and we're not living yeah. for Him. There are some things going to happen in our way. That's right. That's right. Now the question is, is will you be in the wilderness unprepared? Yeah. Will you be relying on something that may fail you? Mm-hmm. Or have you been with Jesus? And heard His teachings and are prepared for it. His desire right now for us is let me teach you. Let me draw you in. Let me show you how to walk so that when the wilderness comes, yeah. you'll go safely through to the other side. Some of you right now, I believe, are in that wilderness. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how to get out. Yeah. And He arose from thence where He was at. And He came to where you were at. And you was going to your last resort because you didn't know where else to go. But it was His nature to accept you back in and to teach you what you needed so that you might be able to go the way you need to go. He loves you. And He's not ever stopped loving you. Church, He wants to prepare us. He wants to prepare you. He wants to help you. It's His nature. Would you let Him this morning? Would you let Him? I'm not going to preach another word. Come get a verse of song. As they come get a song, stand with us all over the house. You know your needs this morning.